0: Welcome to the Surrendering to Motherhood podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Olivia. Each week, you'll hear real conversations between two moms disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children.
1: We'll be sharing personal experiences that hopefully leave you feeling empowered and excited about the honor that it is to raise kids. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode. This is episode four, and we are going to be talking about identity crisis in motherhood. So welcome back, Carly. Hello, episode four. Here we are, guys. And so every time before we start recording, Carly and I spend some time really talking about what we're going to talk about on the episode, (laughs) mentally preparing ourselves, and this one I feel like may be an emotional one, a deep, deep conversation for not only us, but for anyone listening, so if you're listening along with us, have some water with you. Maybe have a journal. <laughs> Maybe have a journal, a pen and paper to write some things down. If you want to pause and write some stuff down, that might be helpful. Oh man. Okay. So Carly had actually shared about this on her stories. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Specifically about an identity crisis in motherhood. And she had gotten a lot of responses. So we were going to spend some time talking about her thoughts on that and then kind of going through some of the responses she received.
0: Yeah. So this is something that I've been thinking about for a little while. And if you do follow my Instagram page, sometimes I just post pictures of notes. Yes. The notes of my phone have like my random thoughts or questions or like journals written out. Same. And so identity crisis in motherhood is something that I've been having a lot of thoughts on because I see it's just so prevalent. I feel like we've talked about how the idea of like people saying don't lose yourself in motherhood and how we it's important to embrace motherhood But then I think it's also important to talk about how when you become a mother, I feel like I would say that maybe everybody kind of feels like this kind of identity crisis. Obviously, it's to different extents. Yes. But so... I'm just going to read what I wrote on the original note that I was just like brain dumping my thoughts on. Yeah. And so I kind of broke it down into five different, maybe like reasons why mothers feel an identity crisis when they um, have a baby. And so one is women not knowing their purpose as a woman or a human being on this earth. And so I that's
1: kind Yeah. Do you want to go through them, like list them off and then address them or address them one by one? Because I feel like we could unpack each one of them. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. So for the first one that you just shared, I think that is like number one. Yeah. Is women going through their lives not feeling like they have any concept of what why they're here why they're here on earth what they're here to do or any of those things I know that that's something that came up for me when you shared that my mind was <laughs> blown up yeah. and we all have a deep deep need
0: to know our purpose and why we were created and I know for me I always was a believer in God, but I, I didn't really experience like a true deep relationship with God. And so I feel like that's kind of where this internal thing came for me, is that, I don't know, I was just kind of like going through the motions. I know like who I am, I'm a woman. <laughs> But then other than that, I don't know. I think I was detached Mm. from my true core purpose and at the very core level, like how I was created and why I was created.
1: I think that was honestly one of the biggest things for me was that I felt like Becoming a mom was my purpose, is my purpose. And that for me, that realization and that feeling and trying to explain that to people was really... It felt uncomfortable. It felt awkward because I felt like some people just didn't understand what I was saying at all. But I truly, deep down in my soul feel like being becoming a mom is, if not the biggest part of my purpose here on earth. Like I just, I always wanted to be a mom. I always wanted to have children. And so I think that that's something that, I don't know, for me, it feels a thousand percent right. But when I was trying to share that with other people, it seemed like they just did not understand in any capacity what I was saying. And they are like, you just want to be a mom. You're just, you think you're just here to be a mom. And I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I don't know. Well, and I feel like majority of the like messaging around becoming a mother is like, you don't need to just do... Like mom stuff, you need other stuff, you need your job, you need your this, you need your that. Which, I mean, of course, everybody needs other things. But I totally, I'm totally with you on feeling like having my children was and is a huge part of why I'm here. Yes. And also, I mean, I shared a little bit about this, but so we have this narrative over here where we're not supposed to be lost in motherhood. We need to like do other things and not, I don't want to say not care so deeply about motherhood, but be detached basically. So we have that narrative over here, but then also, In my personal situation, I kind of went to the other extreme of I tied up my worth Mm -hmm. and my identity Mm -hmm. with creating children, Mm -hmm. breastfeeding children, being needed by a little baby, Mm -hmm. which is also not good. And so I think right now in my life. I don't regret any of the decisions that I've made. I've made extreme changes and decisions to be the mother that I am and how I'm going to raise my children. So all of it was necessary. I don't regret anything, but then right now I'm kind of at this place where I'm like, Oh wait, I'm worthy and I'm loved and I'm chosen and I have purpose as Carly Mm -hmm. and so yeah of course being a mother is the most important thing to me being a wife and being a mom but there's also Carly Mm -hmm. and I don't know I don't feel like I could have gotten to the place that I am without kind of going through everything that I've been through Right. And we've kind of been talking about that back and forth.
1: So that's where, like, I don't know, part of what you and I talked about before and then even just sitting and listening to you talk about that, I feel like if we are not parented in a certain way or spoken to in a certain way or responded to in a certain way, we go through our life feeling like we're not worthy And so I think that that really ties into it for me personally, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that, but if that's not the messaging that you got growing up, feeling loved and seen and heard and just loved for who you are, just being loved unconditionally for who you are, you feel like you have to find your purpose. What... Like essentially looking for something like, okay, once I figure this out, then I'm going to be worthy of people's love and affection, which is so twisted. But I think that a lot of people feel that way. And I didn't really process it in that way until I just heard you say that.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think it's so important to know that our worth is infinite. There's nothing that we could do to mess that up yes we can't gain it and we can't lose it so we are born with all of the worth that we will ever need right we're already worthy right being created and it can feel overwhelming to fully know and love our children when we don't feel fully known and loved ourselves yes and that was kind of honestly i've had that in my head the last couple of days i just all of a sudden had that realization when we've been talking back and forth about this is how before i was a mother i don't i didn't feel fully known or Mm -hmm. fully loved Mm -hmm even though there is a God out there who did fully know and love me, I didn't understand that or have that relationship with him. And I also didn't have that kind of deep relationship with the people in my life. And so that's a hard place to be because then you have a child who you want to fully know and love and help grow in everything but then it's almost almost impossible to do that if you don't have that within yourself
1: well yeah i mean they talk about the importance of loving yourself everyone talks about that self-love 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 but i don't think that people always really dig into and dive into what that means And I mean, maybe they do mentally, but they don't do the emotional piece. They don't focus on the emotional piece and figuring out why they feel that way or how to truly feel differently, how to process that, how to let go of things and move into the headspace, the emotional, mental space where you really do love yourself and you do feel worthy and you know that. You're worthy no matter what. Because like what you said, before having my daughter, I feel like I didn't... I thought I knew who I was. But looking back, I'm like, was that all just like... I don't even know. A facade? Because now I look back and I'm like... Was I just doing this to people please other people? I know a lot of it was to people please other people. Because I feel like as soon as I had my daughter, I was like, why was I ever a people pleaser? Why did I do these things that did not align with my values at all, at all? My values, my beliefs, my morals. And now I'm just in a space where I have zero problem setting boundaries and being my authentic self, even when it makes other people upset. Because I know that that's not on me. That's not not my personal problem. And because it's not just me, it's my daughter too. So, I don't know. I feel like she really helped me find who I am and is still helping me find who I am. Yeah. I know. I
0: always say that God used and is using my children to save me
1: yes I love that
0: that. seriously and I know you talked about the like self-love and this like self-love and self-care movement I understand because obviously we all have to take care of ourselves but the way that it's presented and talked about and gone about is so cheap yep compared to like Actually, knowing yourself, knowing a relationship with God and why you were created and how you were created, and knowing and believing in your purpose and who you are that is like true self love and true self care. I mean, that's soul care. Right. Everything else, that, it seems so cheap compared to like actually. Like, knowing deep down who you are and why you're here.
1: And that's why, I don't know who said it to me. I was talking to somebody about it, but it's honestly, like, some of these, like, self-care, self-love things are just band-aids. They're band-aids because you're not actually healing what's going on inside of you that's making you feel X, Y, or Z. I think I told you that. <laughs> Did you say that? Okay. I was like, I don't know who said this to me. <laughs> Carly and her wisdom. Um, but I feel like that's what it is. It's just... It's not digging down deep. And... Like you said, true self-love is healing yourself, is loving yourself enough to actively choose to heal yourself and sit with the uncomfortable feelings and emotions and conversations that may come up. That's loving yourself. Yeah. And getting to a place
0: where it pulls back all of those layers mm-hmm. so you're able to truly know yourself i mean that that's really what it gets gets down to so i feel like was that everything <laughs> at that, that point i think so <laughs> So number two was expectations of motherhood and childhood are unrealistic. Therefore comes the feeling of constant letdown and not measuring up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's also something that comes with layers, right? Is these unrealistic expectations that society sets out for mothers and sets out for in- infants and children. So, the idea that mothers are supposed to carry, grow, and give birth to a baby and move on with their life like they didn't just do that. And like they don't have a tiny human who depends on them. But then also, we have these unrealistic expectations of infant and child sleep and that not impacting your life in any way. And stressing out about those things like twenty-four seven or having other people stress you out about those things twenty-four seven plays a big por- a big part in it. Yeah. And really our
0: last couple of episodes we really elaborated on that too, the expectations of having a baby and postpartum and all of that stuff. And then it just continues from there
1: all throughout all throughout motherhood literally and I think I don't know if we've said this too but like postpartum is not just those first six months after your baby's born or your first six weeks or however they categorize it it's literally the rest of your life yeah (laughs) as a parent as a mother seriously yeah oh man so yeah so
0: the third point being unaware or the unwillingness to address their own childhoods and stories and how that impacts everything.
1: Literally everything.
0: Which, honestly, now that I'm just like reading that out loud, I feel like we could probably talk about that for like a whole episode on itself. I feel like we always say that. We always do.
1: Because I feel like we talk about things ahead of time and then we sit. And we talk about them on the podcast and then we think of even more things and how applicable they are (laughs) to that but that's kind of what we talked about what we just talked about being unwilling to address your own stuff because that's a part of loving yourself but if you're unwilling to address what you've been through it's going to come up in how you parent. Your children will bring that out in you. Whether you're aware of it or not. Exactly. That's what what I was going to say. Consciously or unconsciously. And there are even times where something happens and you're like, why does this trigger me so much? What What is it? What is it? What is it? And it takes you so long to figure it out. Or... A very specific memory from your childhood pops into your head that you had didn't even know was there. And you're like, oh, I should probably uh, do something with that. <laughs> but again, this is what you and I say. You have to meet yourself where you are. And there may be a part of you that's unwilling to do something at first, but then once something keeps recurring, maybe you'll feel more comfortable to start acting on it if that makes sense
0: yeah i think that's really important just being aware of why you feel the way that you feel why are you acting the way that you act why are your kids bringing up these feelings inside of you Mm -hmm. there's a reason And I think sometimes people don't want to talk about this because it's hard to sit in a place where it feels like you're blaming your parents. Yes. But there's a a difference between blaming your parents and naming something that is true about your relationship. And I got that from one of the episodes of The Place We Find Ourselves podcast.
1: Oh, that's where that's from? I was like, why do I know that?
0: (laughs) And I highly recommend that to everybody listening to this. It is so, so, so important to understand your story and to work through. It doesn't matter what has happened if you feel like your childhood was perfect. If you feel, I'm not saying anything like that. Life happens and things happen. And it is important to address those things to move forward.
1: You can't especially,
0: especially with your kids.
1: Right. Like you can't expect things to get better. If you are not addressing them, they're going to keep coming up over and over and over again until you address and process and heal from that so you are able to move on and it can show up in all aspects of your life this is not just motherhood but when it comes to motherhood it's going to show up with your kids if the same thing is happening over and over again there's a reason for that if you're reacting the same way every single time you have to dig down and dig deep and figure out why and process that so then you can respond in a different way choose to respond in a different way yeah and you're so right
0: it's not a lot of it for me personally showed up when i had my kids just because it was so transformational for me but how you were raised affects your relationships with your your spouse, with your friends, with your coworkers, how you show up, how you react, how you process, how you deal with things or not yeah. <laughs> or don't deal with things. It affects everything.
1: I was just going to say that. So I'm glad that you already said it because people don't realize that how much of a what is the word that I'm looking for how important it is like this is why we talk about what we talk about this is why we talk about responsive parenting because it's not just okay this is how I'm responding to my kid it's this is what my child is going to start to believe about themselves and therefore will impact every single thing in their life and some people don't realize the undertaking that that is or don't don't want to or i don't know it's tricky yeah and
0: we walk around and claim things as our identity that are not who we are Mm -mm. so people say things like i've always been this way or this just makes me mad or i'm a perfectionist i'm just type a or I have to have these things a certain way or that's just who I am or this is just how I feel and we claim all these things and we speak all these things over us and it's like wait but why
1: why exactly why 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 are you that way what yeah. makes you that way what makes you feel that way do you want to feel that way is this
0: a coping mechanism that you're now claiming as your identity? I remember, Is this trauma response that you are now claiming as your
1: identity? I remember someone put up a reel and it was literally that. It was when you realize that the way, who you are, your personality is actually coping mechanisms or trauma responses to the way you were raised. And I sat with that for a while and I was like, wow, that's accurate.
0: And that can be overwhelming to like realize that. And I think that is why it's so, so, so important to get back to the root of knowing who you are. So that way you can receive information like that and have hard conversations and do hard work.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But it doesn't change your worth. It doesn't change the fact that you are known and loved and chosen and all of that stuff
1: yeah i think that's one of the biggest things at the end of the day i mean you'll hear me preaching about finding the root cause to holistic health stuff i want to
0: find the root cause of everything
1: yes (laughs) literally i I don't want to just figure out holistic health and that sort of thing like I want to know all of it I want to understand reactions responses why somebody yelled at someone why I yelled at someone why I'm feeling sad <laughs> like it's there are so many layers and I think that's what's so cool about it is that everyone is different and that everyone has had different experiences and You also never know who has had a similar experience and who you can connect with by sharing your experience. And that's the whole point of why we talk about things, right? Is so we can share our own stories in the hope of not only helping ourselves process and heal from them, but hopefully helping other people feel more comfortable opening up that conversation or their own healing journey.
0: And I feel like that's what we're doing here. Yes. Between you and I and whoever's listening to this. Yes. We were just saying before how, how much these conversations mean to us Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the people who are listening to this, it means so much that they want to listen and have these conversations and be amazing mothers and people. And, but between you and I, I feel like this podcast is just as much for us <laughs> as it is for anybody else.
1: I, I said to you earlier, I truly feel that we are helping each other heal. Yeah. Wholeheartedly, down to my core.
0: Through talking about this episode, we have had several hours Mm -hmm. long conversations where we've talked about this shared about things cried about things texted about things (laughs) I mean we've been going back and forth and I think like that's a beautiful thing to have safe people Mm -hmm. in your life to be able to talk about this stuff with
1: I think everyone needs that and For anyone who didn't see the stories on the Surrendering to Motherhood podcast Instagram the other day, we literally planned to record a podcast on Thursday night, and Carly and I sat and we talked and we cried, and it was beautiful and healing, but we were not in the mental space to record a podcast that night. It was crucial for us to have that conversation for both of our healing journeys.
0: Yeah. It was so important for us to, and we we talked for hours. Literally. We talking about this and sharing different stuff. And I don't think that we could have recorded this episode without having that conversation.
1: Definitely not. Or it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been what we wanted it to be. It Yeah. It still would have been us, trying to process while also trying to record it uh, in an episode that we wanted it to sound differently does that make sense yeah it does like we would still be trying to process but you guys would be listening to the processing part. Yeah. <laughs> which i think sometimes
0: that's good
1: yeah and sometimes
0: there's a place for you know on on my instagram page sometimes i just like like I did with everything we're talking about. I just screenshotted my notes and just threw it up there and was like, Hey, what do y'all think about this? Yeah. And hearing from different people and us talking, I mean, it's truly helped me process and think about all this stuff.
1: I think it helps when a just getting it out there, And then B, having other people respond that they feel similarly or they've gone through something similar or they're currently going through something similar, it makes you feel less alone. It makes you feel, I don't want to say normal, (laughs) but just not like you're the only one going through it.
0: Yeah. So true.
1: Yes. So I think we're on number
0: four. So number four is getting caught inside the incredibly powerful and persuasive idea that mothers are victims
1: mm-hmm. of
0: their children.
1: Mm-hmm. I... We
0: the B word, yep. victim. That is a powerful word.
1: And this may ruffle some feathers for some people who are not in the same... Headspace, as where we are. I yes. just I just shared a post the other day on my own personal Instagram that children are not a burden. And it's interesting because there are some people who will agree with you and there are some people who will send you messages telling you how much they disagree with you and they'll start stating all of the reasons why essentially, like, why they view children as a burden. And when I receive those messages, in my mind, I just know that there is so much more behind them saying that, that they're not actually saying. Because children aren't a burden unless you choose to view them as a burden and that's also difficult for people to hear sometimes but i can't imagine having a child and feeling like they're a burden because then they're going to grow up feeling like they're a burden do you know what i mean if you're if you have that mindset as a parent then that your kids are going to feel that it's a choice. Yeah. And it's not
0: always a purposeful and intentional choice.
1: Mm.
0: Sometimes it just happens with how we speak or how our life is set up. Mm-hmm. or And I think, unfortunately, children, because they're children and sometimes not seen as a human being just like us they get blamed Mm -hmm. for a lot of stuff that we don't want to take responsibility for Mm -hmm. and i think that's when we kind of get in a trap like we are victims of our children and that's just not true and i want every mother who is listening to this if you do feel that way please message us and let's talk about it because I want you to be set free from that feeling. Yes. Seriously, there's no judgment. Message one of us and let's talk about this because I want every mother to be set free of that mindset.
1: Every mother deserves to be set free of that mindset and their children too. It's just, it's perpetuated by our society. And I think that that's part of it, is that it's like a trap, literally. Like, you'll see it on social media every single time. And I think I wanted to talk about this in the beginning, but I forgot. But these reels about how mommy needs to have a glass of wine at the end of the night, or moms lose their identity in motherhood and they have nothing else to contribute to the conversation and they don't like that about themselves and or you miss so much who you were before you had your children and it's just there's so much more behind that behind those feelings that that really needs to be looked into and so like carly said if if you're feeling that way there's something behind it there's there's a reason that you feel that way that maybe you haven't explored or you didn't even think about and so just opening up that conversation and really sitting with that and figuring that out can be life changing for you for your family for your kids it's it's all about really slowing down and listening to what's going on in your mind your heart your soul every part of you yeah and the world
0: is addicted to complaining about children oh my goodness yes unfortunately and that was and when... it's, oh sorry and then it, it's perpetuated by social media mm-hmm. because people are coping with humor yes and it's not funny no but everybody relates to it so it's shareable and likable and commentable and all of those things and it's like whoa whoa, whoa. that's not funny
1: Mm-mm. and your
0: children are never responsible for your feelings and your behavior and
1: Whew, thank you for that one yeah because that was one of the responses that I got when I shared my post the other day. I had a woman who responded saying, well, that was just the mother's way of coping with what she's going on, or what she has going on, excuse me. And it's like, okay, so it's okay for her to treat her children in a completely disrespectful, hurtful way because she needs to cope that way, that's not That's not okay. It's so wrong. Your children, like you said, and I also had that post too, your children are not responsible for your emotions, for your behavior, for your reactions. That's on you. It's on you. And if you're feeling... Like, you need to be mean to your children to cope. You really need to look into that. Yeah. And she, the woman who reached out to me even said, well, maybe doing this will have them grow up with a robust sense of humor. And I was mortified by that because I was like, okay, so we're going to be disrespectful to our kids and hopefully they'll grow up thinking that it's funny.
0: Yeah, I wrote the handbook on – coping with humor for things that have happened to me and guess where that got me (laughs) um it's a long story but it's not (laughs) that pretty it's just it's just a cover up right and so when I see that when I see those things on social media it's I don't feel like I feel hurt for the mother yes I feel hurt for the children because I'm like Oh, wow. Somebody did not love you properly. Yes. So you think it's appropriate to t- treat your children that way. Yes. Nobody who was loved properly is treating their children that way and being disrespectful and mean and ugly and all that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And you've actually said that to me on two occasions when I've sent you... I sent you a reel that somebody shared and it was a man speaking very negatively about women and babies and then an article that or a blog that I found about a mom who was the way she was raising her daughters was to have her daughters apologize to her for their behavior and that is just mind-blowing to me honestly. But that's that's a reality. It's a part of the society that we live in. Yeah.
0: Ooh, there's a lot there.
1: There's a lot there's a
0: there. Lot there. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. There's there's so much
1: behind that and talking about that. Right. And I think that moves into your last point. Segues into that pretty perfectly. Yeah, so number five is the
0: lack of actual support that gets to the root cause of why and how mothers and families need to be supported. I mean, that, that literally goes along exactly with what we were just saying.
1: It goes along we what we were saying last episode, too. Yeah. Because we were talking about how our society is not set up to be mother-baby friendly, it's the same thing except it's continuing not just during pregnancy birth postpartum but for the rest of the children's lives essentially yeah it's not there's just such a lack of support there's such a lack of understanding and our society is obsessed with band-aids yeah obsessed and so and Everyone wants a quick fix and some people think maybe that quick fix is escaping from my children or drinking wine or making fun of my trauma (laughs) and laughing about it or having it just continue on to the next generation of children rather than addressing it.
0: Yeah. And then I think a part of that is we need other people around us Mm -hmm. who help keep us grounded in these days of having babies and raising young children and and beyond really throughout the whole motherhood process we need people around us reminding us who we are and why we're doing what we're doing Mm -hmm. so when things are hard or things are scary, or you're experiencing different things, then you have people around you saying, I'm so glad you shared that with me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm going to remind you how you were created and why you were created. And we're going to get to the bottom of why you're feeling angry or sad or mad or upset or frustrated about whatever's going on. And so you don't have to band-aid it because I'm here for you, and we're gonna to get to the root cause of this, and I'm gonna support you in the way that you need to be supported. That is so lacking.
1: And even in just you listening, excuse me, in me listening to you say that, could you imagine how different our journeys growing up our whole life and through motherhood would be if we were told that when we were kids? Everything would be different. Exactly.
0: And that's why it's it's so important the way that we talk to our children and everything that we feel about motherhood and raising our children. That is why it's so important because we don't want our children to doubt who they are Mm -mm. and why they are. Mm because they already know, because the way that we are loving them and showing up for them and disciplining them is a way from, of love and the way that we live just shows them all of that stuff. So they're rooted in that. So when things happen in life, they're not gonna, things will happen. Of course, bad things happen. Unfortunately, we can't protect our kids from everything there's stuff in this life that happens but what we're trying to do is to root them so deeply to know who they are for them to be known and know that they're loved and why they're here and they have purpose that they always have that to fall back on no matter what and they don't have to peel back a whole bunch of layers to get back to that
1: right we want them to know that they're rooted in love yeah. that's that's what we're here to do and sometimes i think people just kind of need to hear a different perspective sometimes because they if they weren't raised that way then this is probably completely new uncomfortable territory for them And if they're still working on processing and healing from their childhood or healing their relationship with their parents or healing their trauma, whatever it is, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And I think that's, but I also think that's one of the biggest blessings with motherhood is that you think going into it, well, And maybe not everybody, but I was one of those people who thought I would be teaching my daughter so much. But your children are your biggest teachers. They always will be. Always. And they will show you what you need to heal without saying anything. And it's a blessing, really. And you can see that. And you can choose to do the internal work and heal, even when it feels hard. It is hard. Yeah. It's
0: really hard because kids have a way of just like throwing a mirror up in your face. Mm-hmm. And they shine lights on um, parts of you that you didn't even know existed.
1: You had no idea. And so
0: when you're presented with those feelings and that information, you have a choice. Right. Am I going to numb this or am I going to get to the root
1: cause of this? Right. We all need to be supported. We all need to be supported. But mothers especially need to be supported so they can take care of themselves, so they can show up as the person that they want to be, as the mother that they want to be, and show up for their kids. And... Make sure that their children feel supported so it doesn't continue another generation of old school parenting patterns. Yeah. That aren't rooted in love. Yeah.
0: You have to unpack your baggage mm. so you're, it's not your kids to carry. Yes. Because they will. They absolutely will. Whether you do know it or not. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to recognize it or not, our kids will carry on what we do not unpack Mm
1: -hmm. and take care of. Absolutely. In every way. Yeah. And I just think about if it feels heavy for us, think about how that feels for them. When they're trying to grow up and figure out who they are.
0: Yeah. Well, because I think about this as a daughter as well. Mm -hmm. I think about my parents and how they were raised. I think about that every day. I know. Because I am who I am because of how they raised me. And they raised me because of how they were raised. Right. So it's not like this just happened on accident. Right. We're not here on accident. (laughs) (laughs) This, This happened because of circumstances, things being passed down.
1: And that's hard to sit with sometimes because you can't can't change how your parents were parented. You can't change how you were parented. All you can do now is process that and realize that you can either choose to do it the same way Or do it differently. Yeah. And no matter
0: how old you are, you're only one decision away from a redemption story. One decision. You're never too far gone. You're never too far lost. You're never too far broken.
1: It's never too late. Yeah.
0: All you have to do is turn around and say, you know what? How I've been living is not the way that I want to move forward. And it's time to make a change. And the impact that that has for yourself and your children and their children, it's a ripple effect. It is not no big deal. It's a huge It is deal. not something to be taken lightly.
1: It's a huge deal. It's monumental.
0: Yeah. It really is.
1: And I think that even in just you saying that, I hope people hear that and share just that piece with someone. You know, because even if you just say to your grandparents or to one of your friends or to your parents, like, it's never too late. It's never too late to make a different decision. It's never too late to say sorry. It's never too late to anything. You just have to have that mindset that it matters, that your choices and your decisions and your actions matter.
0: Yeah, and I don't, for me personally – my mom and I started having these hard conversations like about five years ago. Mm -hmm. There was a lot to unpack when we started unraveling some stuff. I know for me, but I can't even describe the amount of healing it has been for my soul and me as a human being to be sitting here today and to be able to say that i didn't feel known or loved for a long time and now i do because Not only do I know that there's a God that fully knows me and fully loves me and knows everything about me, all of the darkness, all of the brokenness, every wrong thing that I've done and said, but I have a mother who gave me life, who also knows me and loves me. And that wasn't always the case. She's always loved me. Of course but I did not always feel loved or seen. And so my children will be forever impacted because of the decisions that my mother and I have made in our
1: relationship. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly. It's so beautiful to hear you say that. Really, I got emotional just listening to you say that because people don't realize the impact that just having that first conversation can have because that will be a ripple effect. Having that first conversation and being like, you know what? I have some stuff I need to unpack. I want to talk to you about it. I'm sorry. And... Just opening that door to healing individually and together is, I don't even know, a blessing? I don't even, I don't know the words to...
0: Well, because it changes how I am able to show up for myself, to love myself, my children, to love my husband, to, to... it it affects everything everything
1: literally everything yeah oh man our conversations <laughs> they leave me feeling so much better and just they're so thought provoking they just leave me wanting to heal more <laughs> In the best way
0: yeah I think we covered everything I I would love to hear from people who are listening to this Mm. to hear what they have to say or if they have questions or they want us to explain things further or dive deeper into separate things I think this this is something it's just important to talk about yes and we want to be here to talk about these things.
1: Absolutely. So to anyone listening, please reach out to Carly or I or the Surrendering to Motherhood Instagram, either either or, or all three. <laughs> yeah. We're happy to talk, to listen, to share, and to just really dive deeper into this. We want this to be a safe space where you all can reach out to us and feel comfortable sharing your stories with us yeah well that's the end of episode four yep that's all (laughs) folks (laughs) so carly and i will be back next week we'll talk to you then bye y'all bye Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at surrendering to pod. We would love to connect with you. If this
0: episode resonated with you, please share it. And if you'd like to support us, you can tap the five stars. It helps our message reach more people.